um, um, we're up to the two dots, uh, that's just three, four lines before the wide line. Um, we saw, we saw then the last week, the, we ended off with the, discussing about the Shia of Sid, how much lime a person has to take out from Shabbat in order to be chayv, and we said, Kedei Lotud, Ezba Kitana Shabbat in the amount you need just to, um, anoint the, to paint whatever you want to call it, this small finger of, of a small child. Um, and then we went through the, what, what substance they would use, for Benosi Soshe Gira Pirkomade Gira Shonamis, I want to just, uh, mention that one, sort of, um, to rush that a little bit at the end. The Makhloik Rashi and Potos, according to Rashi, the way you read the Gemara is, Benosi Soshe Gira Pirkomade Gira, even that word is Shonamis, it's not clear that Rashi has that, that word, but he definitely explains it as the Shonamis. Meaning that he learns that Benosi Soshe Gira Pirkomade means they've reached <coughs> the, sort of, the stage of puberty, but for the Gira Shonamis, but they haven't, Come of age. It's a bit embarrassing, therefore, they use the sieve to remove the hair. Now, in the few last year, we're going back to this thing of removing hair. That's the discussion to remove hair, and then the Gomorrah goes through from there. Um, which sort of, to a certain extent, fits with then the story with Rob Bayboy's daughter. He said because he used to drink a lot of beer, therefore, she would have a lot of hair. That was the, the general idea. Obviously, on the Epsa Katana, you're not really going to have hair. So Rashi said there that they actually used to do the whole body in order to make it go nice and sort of give it a rouge colour. Whereas Pesos definitely does not like go to the Shon, and that's, there's no doubt about it. And the idea of Shekiu, Pekon, and Vedahigiu is Shekiu, Vedahigiu. They haven't, they haven't reached the age, Pekon being the, what age? The stage, I should say, stage of marriage. In other words, they're very, very close to the stage of marriage. Therefore, they would put on the sin not to remove excess hair or anything, it was to redden the body to, so to bring an example where you find whiten, but it's, it's to beautify the body, whichever way they would have to do that, to beautify the body in order to attract uh, any suitable potential candidates as a, uh, for a husband. So, slightly different way of explaining the Gemara, but that's, that's the, the sort of Makhlech's rushing in places there. Then we go on to the shit of Rabbi Yehuda. That was the opinion of the Tanakhama. So the Tanakhama says, it was because they lost it, it was on that line, how much line a person has to take out from Shabbat to be chayat. Tanakhama shit of was because they lost it, et sa katana shabbat. So now you need just to put on the small finger of a, of a child, or a daughter. But actually thinking about what you just said, it could be the fragrance. The what? The, the fragrance of lime could be the so rather than the colour of lime. I don't know, Rashi, 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 which to a certain extent makes sense, because we know with lime, they used to put it around the corner, and it was, yeah, 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 it was to whiten. Yeah. But there, there, there's also, he brings the right then, idea of whitening, whereas Rashi actually said earlier, is actually to redden, which also makes sense, because that's when it burns away the hair, and then it's, Okay, that's the. Um, yes, yeah, so that was the opinion of the Tanakama again. The Tanakama said it was because they lost the Katanisha of Honest, which we said meant the Ezra Katanisha of Honest. Whereas Rabbi Yoda said it was the amount you do kilkul with. So the Gemara wants that. Rabbi Yoda, Omer, because they lost the kilkul. My kilkul, or my Andifik. Then Rabbi Nechemia came along and he said it was for Andifik. So what kilkul and what Andifik? So Omer asked, so Rav said it's Sid'o 
Omar Rav, Sidor Ubach Sidor. What's that? It means the temple. Sidor is the temple, the hair around the temple, and Bach Sidor is any hair just below it. So to remove the hair of the temple and the bit below it. In other words, Kilkul is the temple, and Andife is the area just below the temple. So the Gemara asks, Lememero, does that mean to say the Shiura to Rabbi Yehuda, Nofish? That the Shiura of Rabbi Yehuda is more? And more than what? Well, it would apply that and that. Okay, Rabbi Yehuda says just the temple, Rabbi Nechemi says just a bit below it, but, and the Tanakhama says it's because he had lost his Esper Kasana What's the biggest of those three Shiura? Think about how big their temple is, and think about how big their finger is. Okay, it's bigger. Bigger than a finger? From this. Just the temple. It's a little yeah, just a node. Yeah, just a temple where you feel the pulse. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, you find most people do it. Mm-hmm. It's a brown city. Your temple's open, right? You should be able to feel a pulse, sir. I feel a pulse here. There's no air. Not actually, I'll bother my other, we'll see in a second, but, but they switch. There should be a pattern. 
Yeah? With that, you'll understand the Gemara's question a little better in a second. But um, that's, that's the Gemara's question. The way we sort of added a little bit of spice to that, because we said, if you remember what Rashi said, what's taich in Shriach? Shriach doesn't mean frequent. Shriach means there's nothing else that can do that thing's job. Yeah? That's Shriach. Yeah? If you need it for a certain job, I mean, obviously food, there's nothing else to create because you want that taste. Right? But when you're talking about anything, when you're talking about eye patches, there's various liquids which can do it. So, at face value, they're all low shkia. I don't think we want to discuss the godel, etc., to be gave a situation where you can end up with water being shkia. Yeah? Because they wouldn't use wine there. But, so therefore, of course you can have two things which are shkia. It doesn't have to be frequent. It means, whenever you need it, that's the thing you're going to use for it. But then I'll you can get one which is more scarce than the other, one is actually used more frequently than the other. And that's what we're talking about when they're both frequent. So there are ones that you go by the more frequent one, even if there's a bigger shield, so a colour. Whereas Rabbi Yoda says, no, you go by the smaller shield. So that's the one question. Whenever it asks, the member of the shield, Rabbi Yoda, not fish, I thought Rabbi Yoda always takes a smaller shield. He says, once they're both frequent, you go, le khumra. Now the problem is that over here, that fits the bill. The Rabbanon shield is bigger. A finger is bigger than the temple. Temple, than this temple, not the base on English temple, right? So, therefore, the Rabbanon are going to require a bigger shield. Let's see, what's the Gemara's question? The Gemara's question is, obviously, it's not on the Rabbanon and Rabbi Yoda. The Gemara's question is, but you've got Rabbi Nechemia against Rabbi Yoda. And who's got the bigger shield there? Temple against the little area below it. What temple is bigger? Well, we, we're assuming, I mean, truth is, when you're talking about area below it, depending on how big that area is, but the fact that it calls it bus to the bit of a giveaway, it's the child, and others it's smaller. And that's the Gemara's question. Rabbi Yehuda is bigger than Rabbi Nechemiah? Now, the problem is like this. But, who says that Rabbi Yehuda goes by smaller shirim than Rabbi Nechemiah? Yeah? He goes up smaller shirim than the Rabon. That's all, you know. It's lots of shouting. Or 
Gemara answers, here's our answer. Zuta midrabonam, the Nafish midrabin echenya. You're making an assumption. Yeah, Rabbi Yehuda has smaller shirim than Rabbanon, but he has bigger shirim than Rabbi Nechemba. What that means to say is... In other words, oh, but why? Because it seems... Let's just continue the, the, the way we've, we've been explaining it. That sure, if you've got shriach against shriach, can you explain that? Done. Try, is that right? Anyone want to have an attempt? I think this is the way you'd explain it is... Shriach against Shriach. Frequent against frequent. Two frequent uses. Well, obviously they're equally frequent, no one argues, then you go by the smaller Shriach. But if they're not equally frequent, then the Rabbana say you go by the bigger one. You go by the more frequent one. The more frequent one, exactly. Sorry, I should say it that way. And the other says you go by the smaller one. But maybe that's only when they are Shriach, let's say on a level of 1 to 10. One is 10, and the other one is 8. But if you've got 10 against 1, Shriach. Right? We don't say, ah, go by the smaller Shriach. In other words, even Rabbi Yehuda agrees, it's got to be, there's got to be some sort of uh, actual challenge here. But if you've got one which is very Shriach, and one which is only, only just about made it into the Shriach sort of range, for the simple reason that you can't use it, let's take our example, for the area below the temple. How often do people use it for that? The answer is, very rarely. Why? Very possibly because very few people have hair there. Oh, but Avada, if people do have hair there, they're going to use the sit. Because they've got nothing else to use for it, it seems. Separate is Shriach. Nothing else does its job. It does qualify as Shriach, based on that definition we brought from Rashi, right? The Shriach means that it's unique and you don't, people don't use other things for that job. Yeah? You may say, by the way, we've seen other things for that was the rich people. For the poor people, there's nothing else they can afford. This is the only thing that does the job. When you need hair removal, they use this. So good thing, we do have other things we could use. People don't use those because it's only for the rich people who can afford it. Like with the eye patches, we said in Goddard, they couldn't afford to use wine for it. The way Rashi does it. So here as well, it is Shia, but it's Lamaita, it's so, when I say so rare, in comparison, in such a case, I agree with the Rabbonon that we can't go for the, for the very sort of non-frequent Shriach one. Yeah? So therefore, he says, I'll go by what we'll call the middle Shriach. Yeah? So therefore, if you want to know the cloud, the cloud is that is. Once it qualifies for Shriach, the Rabbonon say you go by the most Shriach. Yeah, you go by the most Shriach. Rabbi Huda says you go by the most humble one, which is Shriach, but it's pretty frequent as well. I'm going to translate that, use the English word for that, right? It's pretty frequent though, even though it's not as frequent as the Shir of the Rabbana. And Rabbi Nechemia says, no. If it qualifies for Shriach, you simply take the smaller Shir, which is Shriach. And therefore, that's the answer to our question. That's why Rabbi Yehuda will have bigger shiurim than Rabbi Nechemia, but smaller than the Rabbonon. And that probably, by the way, answers why Rabbi Nechemia doesn't appear elsewhere. Not because he holds out the Rabbonon. Rather, Huh? No, he's not too extreme. Huh? Well, if he has smaller shiurim, he's expecting him to appear then. Tell us his smaller shiurim. 
the answer is because normally he'll probably agree with Rabbi Yehuda. Because they both say you go by the more, more Chomer one. Right. It's only in such a case that you've got Siddur and Bath Siddur yeah, yeah, yeah. that you, suddenly you can end up with a third Shitta, you know, a, a disagreement between the two. But with Eretz Rav, they hold, the, they hold the same thing, which is go by the more Chomer one. Why is Rabbi Yehuda more cautious? No. Why, why, why is his name doesn't Oh, why? I don't know, Rabbi Yehuda definitely appears more often than Rabbi Yehuda. Yeah, why is that? No, I don't. I don't know if we 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 know sort of the quantity. I don't know if he was earlier. I don't know if he was uh, earlier. I don't know. Really, I'm not really sure. The other matter, that's something we appear more. Doesn't always indicate she's greater because you got the same you got Rabbi Yehuda. Was it Rabbi Yehuda? Yeah, it's Kavanaki. The Gemara says that he doesn't appear very often. Rabbi Yehuda doesn't appear very often. Rabbi Yehuda doesn't appear very often. Rabbi Yehuda doesn't appear that often. When he does, Kav only a relatively small. Huh? Is that what they said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said Kabi's a hundred and two. He appears a hundred and two times. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know that? Okay. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're very well behind their back. The main point is Naki, though, when he does, I'll look for the that would explain that. Okay. Um, right. So the Gemara then asks. Well, Rabbi Fischer frequently has his own views, which are different to the Rabbanim, and that's why. Well, yeah, but not, again, not always. We, we, no, we, we know the, the, the Gemara says, well, it's a Kamok Mishom, where he says, Amos, I, or Barmedo, or Amon, and to one thing there, it's the Farish. You can't explain it, it's just the other Anyway, so. Um, Mase, so we ask a question on the first white line now. Mase. Omar Rebbe, Rebbe said, Nil and Dire Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda seems more logical, the Chobot, with um, sort of liquidy, well diluted line. The Dire Rabbi Nechemia, huh? Diluted. Yeah? The Divrei Rabbi Nechemia and Rabbi Nechemia seems more logical. The Veitas Hasid again is other Gersh. We'll just stick with the Gersh we've got, which is like a mass of the uh, lime. In other words, much thicker, more like cement type. Now, the Yitzchak If you think Sidor Ubas Sidor, that the Masalik says whether you go by the temple or the bit of hair below the temple, the Idividi Chovot. Why would you be using different types of lime? You'd be using the same type of lime, no? So this, for the temple, you'd use the lime, and when you need to remove the hair below it, you'd also use... Why would you be using thick lime? Cement-type lime? Why would you be doing that? No? It should be the same, same stuff. So therefore, we are challenging the explanation of Andite. Rabbi Yehuda said it was Kilkul, which means the area of hair around the temple. That makes sense, because that's covered. That's where we, you would use the diluted stuff. But your explanation of Andife, which means the area of hair below the temple, it can't, that can't be shot in Andife, because then why would you be, what, what does Rabbi mean? I think Rabbi Nechemia makes more sense when we're talking about um, thick line. Thick cement type line, why would you be using that on your the area below your temple. El it must mean it must be that the antife is something else. 
nothing to do with temple, nothing to do with removal of hair. The question is, what is it? And Omar Rabbi Yitzchak rather said, Rabbi Yitzchak, Omri debate Rabbi Ami, they said, Rabbi Ami, A'andifo. What's A'andifo? So, Rashi says basically, well, uh, we're going to stop here a second and just take a look at Rashi, but it's basically in a barrel, what they would do is they would line, line, sorry, line the inside of the barrel with this line. And Rashi explains what type of barrel, it's a special type of, well, it's not really a barrel, it's a certain type of three hairs. Um, well, not, not, again, not line, not line exactly. It's to stop up, basically, in short, it's a special three hairs which has like two openings, two spouts. And um, when you want to fill it, you obviously have to stop up the lower spout. So they would stop it up with line. That's basically short what it's saying. That's our undefeated. So let's go a bit, a bit further first. So, Maskir Rav Khan and Rav Khan are asked on that. Vichy Odom Isem Moisov Amporus. Does a person make his money into Amporus? That means a waste of his money, throw it down the drain. I mean, think about it. What do you think is going to happen if you stop up the lower opening with lime and then fill it with, with wine? What do you think is going to happen? In your klicheres, right, in your other thing, it's got a little hole at the bottom. Obviously, don't, that's when you want to take out when the wine gets very low. So you want a lower opening to get it out, drop the level. Yeah, when it gets very low. Fine. When you want to fill it up, you obviously don't want that open, open because otherwise all the wine is pouring in is just coming straight out. So you stop it up with lime. Now, as Rabbi, Nechem, uh, as Rabbi said, that seems very logical when you're talking about thick cementy type dye. Fine. But what do you think is going to happen? Give a guess. You put in the wine, and what's going to happen? It'll just dissolve it. So what a waste of money in terms of your cement, cementy type dye, and it's going to waste away the wine. It's all just going to seep out. In other words, it doesn't make any sense. They wouldn't use it for that. It would be a bit foolish to do that. Huh? I haven't tried it, but I'm taking the word of um, Rav Kahano that if you did that, you wouldn't be left with very much wine. You can try it at home and tell us. I realise. If you use cement. If you use cement. But if you use lime. We know, we know this to be the case, because let me ask you a question, right? Your cement, every, when it rains, do you lose your cement or your cement stays there? I realise, once it's set. Absolutely, right? We all agree on that, yeah? But I'm sure you also... Ne- Absolutely, but I'm sure you also, I'm sure you also remember the Mishnah in Shkodim about, uh, you know, when they had to go, and every year they had to re-lime Line is with an M, not line. Like, re-line the Kavorim. Why? Because it got washed away. Why did it get washed away? He didn't think they had the sense to line it and then uh, do it before it rains and stand there with an umbrella over the thing to let it, let it set? The answer is that line washes away. I, mean, I don't know, I haven't tried it, but... Uh, well, it depends on what it's put on. I mean, if it's put on Earth, and of course it's not going to stick. There's nothing that's glass that is put on earth. If you put it onto an object, it should 
Why are we any harder? If you, if you put cement on the earth, it also hardens. I don't think he's an expert in building as well now. He's branched out from agriculture. I can't But look, as I said, you can do an experiment. Rakana says it does get washed away. I can't tell you more than that. Um, yeah, they don't have the if we add in. That's right. If you have limestone, limestone uh, as a fraction of the rain causes, it doesn't stay solid. So you can limestone. So okay, so let's 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 keep moving. And as I said, if anyone wants to experiment, they can tell us the the results. I just want to, I just want to go a little further because Rashi is going to give a different shabbos. Rashi. Elo Omar Alkana says, rather Alkana says, you know what Andite means? It means shenosis. Shenosis means marks. What's that talking about? Because it's not as we learned in the Mishnah. Shenosis for you the hin. The hin was the was the measure. Right? Revia Tahir. Sorry, you got right the hin. Yeah, when they measured out the for the uh, the libations. So you got some things had a Revia Tahin, like Kevas, and you've got a Khakyain, etc. etc. So they didn't have separate measuring cylinders, they had one measuring cylinder for hip. And it had marks on it. All the marks made, how did they make the marks? The answer is from this line. It would be like jutting out inside, that's the way it sounds like from Russia, a little bit jutting out. And it, it was very clear where the mark was. That's what they needed. Um, so, Maskula, where's it gone? Shinosis, are you the There were marks on the hin. Up come the pods, tell you this, up to this point is how much wine you need for the pod, for the for a cow. Up come the aisle. Three, another three year old. And then up to here is for the aisle. In the second year, that's for the ram. And up come the kevers, in the first year, that's for the sheep. Okay? Stop there for a second, rewrite thing we'll do in a second. Um, do you know what? Then we'll finish it. Once we come this far, let's just finish the Gemara and then we'll see Rashi. So that's one shot. Right? That's one shot. That's what the that, that's uh, that's the that's what he means by Andite. The Eva is Emo, or you could say my Andifo, what is Andifo? It means Apusa. It means the forehead. They put it on the forehead. Although, according to this, I do wonder whether Rabbi Nechemi's tucker is a bigger shear than Rabbi Yosin. I mean, the forehead is much bigger than the temple. So, in which case, it could tucker be at the end of it that Rabbi Yosin is bigger than, bigger than the shear of Rabbi Nechemi. Possible. But, um, where do you see the word undefo having anything to do with the, with the forehead? So, we say the chiha, like the following instance, Sahubad Bodhi, there was this person who came from the Galilee. The Iqlal of Bobel, he came to Bobel, the Omrulay, and they said to him, Come get up, the Roshlon of the Maitre Merkova. A Darshan for us regarding the Maitre Merkova. Now, Maitre Merkova is basically highly Kabbalistic. I mean, obviously it's from Sefi Yechezkel, but um, we don't, you've got the mission of Chagiga there, that you don't Darshan the Maitre Merkova to anyone and everyone. Right? This is part of the thing of Kabbalah was from literally from mouth to ear. Yeah. But the Prophet will give you his views on the widespread uh, learning of Kabbalah today. Right, every, what they, well, even if you don't, but uh, already many people have given the view about, you know, the, every Tom Dick and Harry thinks he, he's a, from the Kabbalist. 
Right? You'll see from this Gemara that's not the way it was supposed to be. Yes, there is it's clear that in time of Moshiach it will become more revealed, but there is still there are certain requirements for it, and that's what the Gemara goes on to tell us now. So they told them, please get up and dash about the mice of Merkava. So I'll go we'll go with it, go to Omar who he said to them, Ezurish Laku, I will dash with you, Kidadora Shabi Nechemia the Khabre. As you mean Nechemia dash for his friend. In other words, I'm a real expert. I can do it. Just like Rabbi Nehemiah did it for his friend. What happened at that point? The Nafka Aroiso, a uh, wasp or hornet, came out from Koto from the wolves, and hit him, stung him, on the forehead. Some of the ghosts of Wormis, some take out the words on this. He died, he didn't die, whichever shot. But Omarides, they said to him, that's why it's more likely that he was still alive. Where's the Huh? Yes, so he died. So I didn't say he didn't die. Because some say he can't have died, because otherwise they couldn't really be talking to him. Well, really, and they said to him, if he's dead, they were talking to the mace, I mean. So what does it mean, the mace? No, they take out the word from this. There are some Gershots which take out the word from this, and he didn't die. He's got a tongue on the forehead. So if he did die, then you have to say the tongue, they were. No, because then it would probably say Vomito, because I think it's Rosh Nakeva there. I think. But uh, whichever way, whether he died or he didn't die, but Omri if he did die, they said to him and talking to the body, Mindilei Dole. This happened to him from himself. In other words, it was his own fault that it happened, because he tried to dash the mighty Merkava, thinking he was as well-versed and, and righteous as Rabbi Nehemiah, and he's not. Yeah? Sorry? They put him up to it. That could be. He should have said, you know. Said, I'm not not worthy of it. Anyway, that was the that's the story, and apparently from that we're supposed to be able to see that it means the forehead. Right, you could go off. That how do you know it, it, it hit him on the forehead? He's trying to bring me up. You could say that's the couple that they have that that story hit him on the forehead. If you wanna, if you understand more Kabbalistic things, they talk about what the connection is between the forehead and the mitochondria. Apparently, it's got, it's got a connection, so we know that's why it would have been the forehead. You have to understand that. I don't understand these things, but uh, they, I, I just saw last night they, they talk about this. Right? Um, they also talk about why, what's it got to do with coming out of the wall. This is one nice shot, I can't remember the name of the statement though. He said about the wall, because the idea is that Nifta uh, is supposed to remain Nifta. Supposed to remain Nifta, right? Behind the wall. And he, so to speak, let it out of the wall. Yeah? So that's uh, a sweet sort of. And they also point out the fact that Rabbi Nehemia is the one who we're actually discussing the Andife. It could be there's a little bit more of a connection here than we think. Something to think about. I don't know what you can make of it. As the, 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 the Benesh Chai speaks out of it. Most of it's sort of more Kabbalistic and he speaks about the Kedarka. He speaks about these things. Let's take a look at Rashi now. Got quite a bit of Rashi to do here. Kilkul is Fizzo. It's uh, about seven and eight, eight lines down into the narrow lines in Rashi. Kilkul, the beginning of the line, Kilkul is Sizzle. Everyone got that? Thank you, Rashi. That was the first attempt. We said that Kilkul means, that was Rabbi Yudha Shitta, is the temple. Temple of. Right, temple. The Sodino Sov and they smear it with lime. Lehashki Vasea, literally that means to make the hair lie down. Okay, some change, I think change. Here's the slide, but that's the change we've got. In other words, 
to remove the thickness of hair there. Buff Siddhartha, he said, what is Andife? That's the buff Siddhartha, means the Masai Menor, it's the area below the temple, the Hotsis say or duck, to remove the very fine hair there. Andife, that's called Andife. So we ask the members of the Shira of Rabbi Yudha, does that mean to say that the Shira of Rabbi Yudha is bigger? The bit me off. But Chaimel on the Shodi, we ask him, we know, Gavikemi, with regards to the reed, the Shira of Rabbi Yudha, Zuta, the Shira of Rabbi Yudha is always the smaller one, who Machmen the Shira is Shabbos, and he's Machmen when it comes to the Shira of Shabbos. So, and we think that if one piece is smaller than the Shira of the Rabbon, it should also be smaller than the Shira of Rabbi Nechemia. Logic being, as we've said, because if he's small, you think he always follows the smallest shear, which is Shia. When we're shining the answer, not the Shemid Rabbi Nechemia, no, he's bigger than Rabbi Nechemia, though, but this is the Rabbon, he's just smaller than the shear of the Rabbonon. So, Omri lost their Tatana, they said, you go by the shear of the, and you need to um, get a Tatana of the small finger. So, we said, it still doesn't make sense, because Rabbi said that Rabbi Huda makes more sense, Rabbi Huda seems to make more sense to Chobot, which means Sitani Moyach, Lime, which literally has been dissolved, and obviously been made very liquidy, but mine, however, with lots of water, there will also be lots of kilkul, because that is very often used for liming the, the, uh, the, area, the area around the temple. The problem is that then Rebbe says, the Divri Rabbi Nechemia, the word of Rabbi Nechemia makes sense for Beit Tassasid. What's that? I mean, literally an egg, but it means a, a, a mass of cementy type line. Hanik mine, which has been kneaded with water, but also bay and bay and they make it into masses, matunas palas, that means mass, who also lost it andife, and that's used much more frequently for the andife. The Yisal Gazaitach, if you think andife nami, should say seor, who, the andife is also talking about hair, going back to for example, the area where the fine hair is below the temple, the idi vi idi kilkul andipe. Then, if that's what an andipe is, then both kilkul and andipe. So Rabbi Yehuda says chovos v'nimayach tazinosay. Then both them they would line it with liquidy um, type line. So why would Rabbi say that Rabbi Nechemia seems more likely is andipe when you're talking about thick line? Not if you're talking about the area below the uh, below the temple. You definitely would not use thick line there. So the Gemara says, Rather says Rabbi Yitzchak, the Peshatis springs from Rabbi Ami, it's the Andifa. What's Andifa? Something else entirely. It's Klicheres, it's the type of Klicheres, in other words, Kli. Veloshne Dadin, and it's got two spouts, Achasamala one at the top, Achasamala one below. Yuchsharotsamala, so when he wants to fill it, so he stops up the lower spout. Veloshne Andifa, according to this, what type of the word Andifa? Shtepios. Andife means two openings. Yeah? D comes where you find often du. Apparently means two. And P obviously means opening. So, Kedetani, as we've learned in the Brighton Erevin, Malin Bidyufe. They would bring up Bidyufe. And that means two openings. So, the Tosefta guards for Andife. The Gilson and the Tosefta is Andife. Gears of the Tesefta there, and where it's actually a pair of base halakha vol is undefeated. Yeah, he's saying that Gears of, that Kamar and Erevin, which is quoting the bright, is Manin Bidyufe, 
Yeah? He says the gift and the successor there should actually be Malin Ba'andife. So as you see from the Gemara Erebin, where the Gerasa really should be Andife, from the Tosef, it's Andife, we've got Taka the Gerasa Dupe as well, but um, that it means something which has got two openings. Okay. Look at the Gemara in Erebin, you'll see there, it means sort of two openings. Amporus. So on that Rakha, uh, was it Rakha, he says, would a person make his money Amporus? Hefsus, a loss. Lossum yain, to put the, the, the wine, but he's sauce the sieve, put it in a, in a key which has been stopped up with lime. But the wine's just going to react. It probably also reacts to that, but that's probably another reason why it happens. But it dissolves the lime, yes, and it'll come out. What a waste of time and money. That can't be Peshat. Rather, we said that the Peshat in Andipe means, it means Shnosis. What are Shnosis? Simonim, marks. Klicheres Godel. They'd have a big Klicheres, a big earthenware Kli. The issue of Belitis Belitis has got protrusions. Kamin Egoism, Ksanim, a bit like small nuts. This is up to here is where the Sa'ar is. Up to this point if you want two Sa'ar. The Sobinos, in those protrusions, they would um, line them with lime. Kadeshi Yulavonos, in order that it should be white, stand out, and it should be recognizable. Because otherwise, when you, once you fill it with the wine or whatever it is, you won't be able to see your marks. So if you have to make it nice and bright white, so it stands out, and you can see it even when the liquid's inside. Kiddushan, as we learned in the Mishnah, Menachos and Menachos, Shnosis are you the hin? There were marks, protrusions on the hin. Atkan the par, steady up here for the par, that's for Katsiyah hin. Atkan the ayel up here for the ram, Ishvishtain, that's the third of the hin. Atkan the kevas for the sheep, the young sheep, in other words, Reviyatah hin, that's Reviyatah hin. The Ksibazi writes in the post, Katsiyah hin, Yeh, La Por, Begon, etc. King the Shem, Moriah, Zokin, what we've explained till now, that's the way my right, my. Moriah Zokin explained him if he offered from his father, Shishoma Mirabi Shimon, who heard it from his Rebbe Rabbi Shimon, from his Rebbe. But I'll based on the portion, but my Rebbe, they explained Andifo. When we first explained Andifo, it didn't mean that big Kicheres with, uh, with two openings. Andifo means Kalaguf, it means the whole body. And because it's not made to make the hair literally lie down, rather it's there to make it go red, to make the body go red. Boy, sit up. That's why you would need thicker line, and that's what Rebbe meant. The Rebbe Nechemi makes more sense with a thicker line. It's more to rusion to make the body go a bit more rouge, to give it that sort of ready color, healthy color. So on that we said, but would a person do it? You know, amporus make amporus out of his money. What's that mean? Shein is sold by bitter. A person wouldn't waste it on lacha shikanor after he spent money buying it. He wouldn't use it on his daughter. The Chayish, because he'd be worried, Shema Thomas, maybe she'll die. Kibati Dawu Nochri, like the story we had at the end of last week, with the daughter of that Nochri, where he, he wanted to, there, it was Taka to um, give his daughter the right sort of colour, to the whole body, and she died. So would a person do this? A person wouldn't do that. That can't be Peshat. Um, so rather, we said it means Peshanosis. Now according to the, the Rebbe's, this means, Kalemel, I mean to say, we just bring that thing of the Chatiyah in just to show that Shinosis means in part. Yeah? So, so through here, it means he does it limb by limb, he would put the lime on. The Yashar, the Russian Zebra, says, Rashi, I don't like this whole Peshat. That's not the way of the Gemara to say, when I want to mention limb by limb, but Russian Shinosis, to use the Russian of Shinosis. The Yitzchak, the Pirush, the Pirush, in which case he'd have to bring a Pirush to his Pirush. In other words, you're explaining what the Dandite means. It means Shinosis. And what does Shinosis mean? And you bring a Mishnah. Yeah? 
but it doesn't even mean Shnosis, it's just a Moshal. Really what it means is, it means Eva Eva. So it's a bit of a funny way of doing it, so just say Eva Eva, rather than saying it means Shnosis, and what does Shnosis mean it means this, and it's not even really Shnosis, it's a bit funny to do that. Shnosis are you going to bring now Rather than the Pshat Masi, Ladiv explains it. Yeah? First Pshat is to stop up that hole, on that, Shavkana said that's a waste of money because the wine will just dissolve it and it'll get out. Rather, Pshat is, it's the Shnosis on these protrusions of the hin, they would put the line there in order that it would be recognisable. One thing, by the way, you do see from this is that definitely the Gemara did take on that Rabbi Nechemia had, at the end of it, Rabbi Nechemia did have a bigger shear, definitely then Rabbi Yoda, very possibly a bigger shear than the Rabbanon as well. You see that from the Rebbe, because they talk about doing the whole body, the whole body definitely more than a shear of the Sefakhtana. Yeah? So the Maskon, it's very possible that Rabbi Nechemi is a bigger Shia than Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, which is what the Gemara originally wanted to say. Then we said, the Ibai Seim, or you can say what Andife means, Aputa means the forehead, Padachas, Shalodim can say, not where the hair is, or the Hadim, and once again, it's to make it go red. So that's why you use thicker line. There's no hair there, it's just to make it go red. Where do you find the Roshan Andife with the forehead? So we said, like, the story with the, with the, uh, the Bargolin who came came to Bovel and they said to him, you know, Dash and Maitre Maikova, he said that, yeah, sure, no problem, I'll do it like Rabbi Nechemi did it for his friend, and an Aro Isa is a Tzira, a wasp or a hornet, came out from the wall and hit him, Bandipe Padakta, on his forehead. Maybe he died, maybe he didn't die, and they said, means he did, Dole. Miyodo Haisa this happened to him from his own hand. Shiloh Hayodo did this for Maikova, he shouldn't have tried, he shouldn't have tried to Dash and Maitre Maikova. But since he did, that's what, that's what happened to him. Yeah? Um, that's it. That's the end of that tomorrow. Um, probably a good place to stop, yeah? Leave it there. Yeah? Well, Shem will continue on tomorrow with the next mission. Sure.